that cannot be confronted by any power. For your love that cannot be compared with any love. For making way for us as a people, Christ's faith tabernacle. As you have spoken to us for years, about seven years, concerning this year. And as you spoke to us as we are entering this year, before occurrences happen in the globe, that this is the year that the economic crisis will happen. A global depression that will shake the principle of economics. And you told us also, we have entered into the year that we plagued. For the sins of man have got to the brim, and the wrath of God will be released upon mankind. However, we saw also by your spirit, the afflictor of the wrath is Lucifer. And we saw your mercy behind the wrath. And you are the one who spoke to us that in this year, the third thing that will happen is revival. Now we have seen revival. We have seen the plague. We have seen the economic crisis. However, you also assured us that we shall not be partaker. <coughs> and we have seen your hand of mercy in our lives. We have seen provision in the time of famine. We have seen people promoted. We have seen businesses flourished in this very time that many are cringing concerning financial crisis. You have brought innovation to the midst of Christ with Tabernacle. New ideas that will meet up with the global economy after COVID. You have placed our hands on things that will become the new order of things in the area of financial provision. You have stretched our wing out of our country into other nations of the world. You have equipped our mind and educated us to recognize the deception of the devil in the last days from the revelation of God. And you have clinged our heart to you as the church in the early, the, the book of the, of the, or the book of Acts, the early church prayed, they dedicated themselves to prayer, to fellowship, to, to the breaking of bread and, and, and to the teachings of the apostles. And you have achieved that among us. You have increased our temple to pray. You have increased our love for you. You have increased our encounters in you. You have increased the power of revelation and prophetic. And you don't speak to us in this church in the shadow. You do not speak prophetic things to us in symbols. You tell us date and time that occurrence will happen in the world. And you tell us exactly what will happen. And you tell us what our position is in it. And you are fulfilling exactly as you said. Who is likened unto you? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. We salute you, the champion of heaven, because this is the last Sunday of the month of signs and wonders. And we give you the praise and honor and glory for the great things that you have done. If the whole church was here today, it would be celebration. However, Lord, the Bible says they broke bread in their homes. And so, Lord, every house that is connected and speaking to, let the spirit of the jubilation, let the spirit of celebration manifest all over. That your presence will be in every place that I've connected and linked to this meeting. We give you the praise and honor and glory, the champion of heaven and the God of everything. We thank you because you are the one behind every decision governments are making in the world, not Satan. For the Bible says, for God works everything according to the counsel of his will. And of course, the Bible says that all authorities are from above. And so we know that you are the one who is moving the government of nations, frustrating the power of Satan. For the Bible says in the book of 2 Thessalonians 2, 
that the, the Antichrist cannot manifest until the Holy Spirit is taken away. And we know that when Holy Spirit will be taken away, we are going with Him. For as long as the Holy Spirit is on earth, we are on earth. As long as we are on earth, Holy Ghost is on earth. And we know also that whatever we ask in your name, it will be done for us. And we bless your holy name, O God, that you have not allowed us to be dogmatic or be deceived by the tricks of Satan. But you allow us to be among those who can see and see correctly. So, Father, we thank you so much for everything that you have done for us. We thank you for today being the, uh, the, the uh, anniversary thanksgiving of the men, men's group of Christ with Tabernacle, the light of the world. You said to us, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. And we thank you because you have made us the light of the world. We thank you because you have made us a city, each one of us, a city on a hill. And we thank you that in this time you are revealing us to the nations of the world. We give you the praise and honor. For my eyes have seen the faithfulness of God and your word. And so, Lord, we commit to you everything that we are yet to do. Under my voice today, the lame shall walk, the blind shall see, the dead shall be raised, light shall come into darkness, and light shall be transformed. No power will stand against the word that come out of my mouth. As I stand in Christ in God to make declaration into the atmosphere, destroying the prince of the air by the power of the air, I charge the atmosphere in the name of Jesus as the carrier of the wave of the word of God, that everywhere this word of God is carried into, it shall manifest Along the airwaves, it shall manifest in every house, it shall manifest in every heart, it shall manifest in everybody preparing God's people for the month of July, which is the seventh month, number seven, which is the number of the rest of God. And we turn ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, for prophetic knowledge and understanding. Give me the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Shall we say amen together? Amen. Wow, take your seats, church, from wherever you are watching me, if you can. I want to congratulate the men's group of Christ Faith Tabernacle. And I want to say that the men's group is the men, the, the, the light of the world, we call them. We call the men's group of Christ Faith Tabernacle the light of the world. And this is just around about 29 years or 30 years. Yeah, 30 years that the church, because when the church started, the men's group started. That the men's group have been inaugurated. And I want to say to us that for the men's group of Christ with Tabernacle, I went through a lot of lectures in the week. And also, not only I, uh, a number of speakers, especially yesterday in our seminar, spoke immensely about what the men's group stands for. You can go to the YouTube and you can watch those information. However, the scripture God gave the men's group is Matthew 5, 14 to 16, which says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And we went through the aim of the men's group. It says in verse 16 of the same chapter, in the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works, your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. Our mission statement is simple. We can conquer the world one man at a time. And the mission itself, our mission statement is what I read to you. We can conquer the world one, man, one time, one man at a time. But our mission is translated into three 
trajectories. Number one, impacting life through your deeds, your good deeds. Number two, transforming nations one man at a time. And number three, glorifying God in all things and in all that you do. Of course, I want to remind you the three principles I told you because we are looking in the men's group, we are looking at the men that change their world vis-a-vis men with a vision or men with vision. And we have concentrated on the life of Solomon to look into all the qualities that brought Solomon to the place of greatness and also the things that Solomon got himself into that brought him down from greatness. And I told you three principal things. One, a man with a vision is a man with a mission. Number two, mission, uh, without mission, vision perish. And number three, without revelation, mission perish. One, a man with a vision is the man. The man with a vision is the man with a mission. Without mission, vision perish. And without revelation, mission perish. Tonight by 7 p.m., you can join me on the YouTube. We will carry on with this, and then we will bring that very meeting conference to a close with our Thanksgiving at 7 p.m. on the YouTube. Now, can I say to us that last Sunday, I told you that I was going to continue to teach on the secret behind the book of Acts. And we have looked at the three secrets behind the book of Acts. Number one, your deeds. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In the former book of Theophilus, I began to, to, to write concerning what Jesus began to do and to teach. So the number one principle that gives success is action speaks louder than voice. And that is in the life of Christ. The second is the power of the Holy Spirit. And we look at the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8. When Jesus says, and you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, but the third principle is devotion. And I want to talk about devotion a little bit because next month we will have time more to speak about it. So I've looked at those three dimensions and I started speaking on the benefits of the principles. Today I will talk about the benefit of the third principle, the power of devotion. In the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to verse 7, that would be the principle, the principal um, uh, scripture. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their properties or possession and goods. They gave to everyone as they had need. Verse 46 of the book of Acts chapter 2. Every day, they continue to meet together in the temple courts, that is the church. They broke bread in their homes, that is communion, and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily 
those who are being saved. The reason why I want to share this or introduce this to you, my listeners, from today, is because the month of July, God told me, will be the month of revelation. And I want to say to those who, are, who haven't, maybe you are joining this program for the first time, I want to say to you that there are things that you will hear from my mouth that may look very, very rare in this, in this age on pulpits. But I want you to make sure that you just check what I'm doing and what I'm saying by the word. You will discover that this is a church where the Bible happened as in the time of the Bible. That is the Old and New Testament. Manifestation of God we see. God gave me the privilege to have been taken to heaven in a couple of times. So my testimony of paradise is not just what I read, but what I also saw. The place where my feet are trodden. And my encounter of Jesus Christ is not just a storybook uh, limited. It is my personal visions. I've seen Christ a number of times. And the things I say, there is no prophecy God has given me that did not come to pass. Understand that. And I say that because I want to say that the month of July is the month of revelation. Angels of God have been dispatched by the Father who will take care of that very month. Anyone who can seek God in the month of July, you will have encounters of angels. At the same time, you will have encounters of heaven. You know something with heaven? Lockdown does not reach heaven. When the Lord takes you to heaven and you come back to England, or you come back to your country, you don't have to be quarantined. Because COVID-19 does not affect heaven. Heaven is... You know, it's the domain of the Father. And heaven is a place where the glory of God is made manifest. And so next, next month you are going to have a lot of encounters in heaven, of, of heaven, angelic encounters and all things like that. And so, what I, began to, I begin to teach you today, we will continue it in the new month. Now look at that scripture. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. And let us see. We will explain the scriptures from verse 1, uh, verse 42. The first thing I want you to, 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 to check is this, or to, to devote your heart to, to understand. They devoted themselves. Power of devotion cannot be overexplored. This very week, we are talking about, we have been looking at the life of um, David and Solomon. And one of the things that we saw that David said to Solomon is this. He said, you must devote yourself to the God of your father. This is one of the things that David said to Solomon. I will read those scriptures to you in the book of chapter 28 verse 9. When David was charging his son to, to, to be ready to rule, and when David was about to die, he gave his son the template to success. All right? And this template to success, I can call it a precedent. It is a principle that if anybody, even those who are not Christians, if you can understand it, you will still be blessed by God. Talk less those who are Christian acclaimed. It says in verse 9, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father. 
Devotion is acknowledgement. He said, and serving with wholehearted devotion. So when a man is devoted to something, you cannot devote yourself to what you did not acknowledge. Really, the power of devotion will begin from observation. Haven't you observed something, then it goes to meditation. And you meditate on what you have observed, then it goes to devotion. And then devotion will give rise to innovation or discovery. And whatever a man devotes himself to is what becomes your, your it's, 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 what produ- it, it's what determines what becomes of you. You devote yourself to evil, what will become of you is that you produce evil. You will be inventors of various evil. Devote yourself to academics, what will become of you is that you will be called an intellectual as time goes on. Devote yourself to your marriage. People will say, what a blissful marriage, a beautiful marriage. You will become the example. So also, when you come to God, you cannot give to God less because God created that ability into man first to be turned towards him, to be used towards him. So David said to Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father, serve him with wholehearted devotion. Now understand, the word wholehearted devotion does not, it does not separate heart from devotion. It's only, it's, the word wholehearted is a qualifying statement to qualify the word devotion. In other words, anyone cannot be devoted if your whole heart is not involved. I will together now. Instead of having a thought that this is a distinction of two words, no, it's not. It is a description of a word, wholehearted. Anything you give your heart to is what you are devoted to. And it says here, serve the Lord your God with wholehearted devotion. I advise you as we are going to the end of June, if you have been wishing, washing with God, change that attitude. Something is about to hit the world in the seventh month. I will tell you many more things that God told me about the month of July. I think now we'll play the prophecies God gave me for the month of July, the month of October this year, from the beginning of the year. We should get that and put it on the air. Because what God told me about each month has happened from January up to June. I will gather now. You know, at the beginning of this year, God told me when I was, before the beginning, in October last year, when I was seeking God, that what will next year be in the calendar of this world? And the Lord said to me, the next year will be the month of new beginnings. I will together now. The month of the year, sorry, the year of new beginnings. And I question beginnings. How could you have plural beginnings? Oh, the Lord said, a new order will come upon the face of the earth. The beginning, the church will be brought to its fundamental. Government of nations will be affected. Economy of nation will go back to the beginning. And there will be several initiations or initiatives that will come to the beginning. That is the old order of things on earth will, be, will fade away. And this world will give way to the new system that God will set up. And God told me it's for the righteous to, to penetrate and, 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 and uh, get to the top of rulership. So that that is what will trigger, will take us into the end time revival 
which must happen before Antichrist is revealed. And we will have vanished from this world before Antichrist could be manifest. I've taken you through that in the month of May. Antichrist will be revealed before we rapture, but he has his powerless. He can't do anything. That mark will not be introduced when we are still alive. But when the saints of God have raptured, then the mark will be introduced. We will see it beginning, and then we will rapture. But however, some will be left behind who are not devoted to God with their hearts. And they are the ones that will refuse to bow. And all of them will be beheaded according to the book of Revelation 13. In the month of July, we will go back into those uh, facts. However, I'm saying you're talking about devotion, therefore. Devotion, if you look at it, um, David explained it and said, it begins from acknowledging, all right, and then your heart is drawn into it. Then it says, unwilling mind. So the two factors in a human being that are responsible for devotion is number one, your mind, which stands for your intellect. The way you reason has to change. Your mindset has to change. I think the word devotion connotes a person to be very systematic in his approach to life and be consistent in that system. So that you are systematic, but you are consistent. And you, <clears throat> that means that when you set up for yourself what to do, you will not stop doing it as you begin to do it. Which means that you cannot live a life that is not systematized. You cannot live a life that is not organized. You must organize your life, restructure your life, and then devote yourself to the structure. And when you have your heart centered on a particular thing, no wonder your mind will be consumed by the thoughts of what you are devoted to. If you are not, if you have a person whose mind wanders, it's because you are not devoted to anything. Especially if you are not devoted to the principle of success, they are the ones who have offense here today, offense there tomorrow, they have, because they have nothing in life. They are wasted. Their life is wasted. They are the ones who see somebody gossip here. They are the ones who see those who are sinning somewhere. And they are the only one who does not commit sin. You must not fall a victim of this. Your mindset must change because the world is beginning in the month of July. <laughs> I have prepared Christ with Tabernacle for seven years before now. I was saying that to you yesterday, UCFT Church. Because about 11 years ago, let me say now, let me begin the story properly. 1999, Jesus took me to heaven and showed me the calendar of the world to 2015. And after that encounter, he continued to appear to me until 2007. And the Lord told me that in that 2000, 1999 encounter into 2000, he said the time is coming that the church of God will be attacked by law and attacked by media. So I asked the Lord, can I go and study? He said, yeah, go and study it. So I went to study media. And after studying media, I just said, well, law, I don't want it. I don't like law. But 11 years ago, when I began to teach you on destiny, I had an inspiration that you cannot teach what you cannot do. 
So I decided that for the sake of my church, let me step into law. So that I will be able to do what I'm teaching. And people can see evidently how easy it is when you are devoted to achieve something. And I went to do law. Did, I, was, I was asked to come and do the one year conversion course, GDL. I said no. I want to go from year one to the end of the year. So it took me four years to study law. LLB. So that I can know the integrity of law. Not just summarize, summary of law. Because my intention is to, to practicalize the scriptures. And when I went for law at the age I was then, a number of members went back to studies. But little did you know that I'm preparing you for this year. <laughs> 2020. Hallelujah. Finished my LLB. And everybody said, ah, yeah, you have tried, you have tried, you have tried. It happened that one of my members, who is my daughter, was in class with me in, the, in my third year. She was doing her second year model. And so, finished that, I went to do my LLM. But when I turned to the LLM, my head turned off, it, it spiraled up. That, come on now, you want to leave a legacy here. Because the LLM I chose was in international business law, I had this desire to know everything about the globe. When they say globalization, what is globalization? Is it globalization? <laughs> what is globalization? <laughs> Some Christians have all this taboo about World Trade Center. They have taboo about IMF. They have taboo of the Antichrist about um, United Nations. And they have written so many nonsensical books about all these people. And none of those who write the books is part of IMF or part of United Nations or part of World Bank. To even know what World Bank means, they don't understand. So my intention is to get to the midst of those organizations. Because... As far as I'm concerned, every human being sent to this world, Jesus died for them. Whether they are the head of IMF, whether they are the, they are the Microsoft, whether they are the, the Apple, I don't know the names of those guys anymore. Whether they are the one, it doesn't matter. Whether they are the Hawaii or whatever, Huawei, whoever founded it, Google, Facebook, all of them who founded those things, God created them, not Satan. And the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. And the church of God has been full of air say. And I felt that, look, somebody who is a proven prophet of God, who has the grace to see, all right, who has the grace to hear from the Lord directly, why can't he jump into their midst? If I'm in the midst of them, if any one of them had devil, I will see it, and I will call him and cast the demon out of him, get him saved. Somebody had to be in that place by qualification to be able to reach them and bring the light into that place. Jesus says, as long as we are in the world, we are the light of the world, not Satan. Instead of pointing accusing fingers to all those institutions, which when you study, you will discover that they were, they were brought about by proven born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. They set those institutions for poverty elevation to further the cause of the Bible. Elevation of poverty, to help the poor in the world. That's why they set up all these organizations, to, to, to stop the hand of Satan in shedding blood. That's why they started United Nations. Netto and all those things. If you did not study, you will not know it. And a lot of believers are ignorant about academics. And so they talk of manners of nonsense, and unfortunately, they are the one that majority of the church of God follow. They don't hear God, neither do they have intelligence of man. And that have misled and shipwrecked many believers. So I went. 
An Bible study did I, one of my major areas was WTO. I was so curious to know about WTO. I was so curious to know about, you know, the, 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 the IMF and, you know, the Asian uh, uh, Bank and uh, Central Bank and all stuff like that. And I understood. And then I went to study about the European Union. God distinction in the European Union law. So that I can understand. Some people say European Union is the, is the, is the uh, beast with the Antichrist. Nonsense. I read about them. I wrote papers on them. And I know that they are not. They are not. Ignorant will talk ignorantly. However, what I'm saying to you is that my diving into seeking knowledge affected all my members. And everybody began to acquire more knowledge, acquire more knowledge, acquire more knowledge, acquire more knowledge. Now, God was saying now for the past seven years, there'll be famine, there'll be famine, there'll be famine. Now, this year, God said the famine will be this year. And God said that he will shake the world so that there could be hope perforated on the top. So that Christians can reach the heights of rulership in this world. And then we will be used as instrument in the entire revival. You think Jesus does not want to save Chinese government? He wants to, want to save all those guys in China. They are persecuted Christians. The blood of those who have been slaughtered and killed because of the faith of Christ is crying for mercy. And God wants to save those guys. A big revival will hit China. What about India? You think God wants India to be worshipping all these useless gods? Three million gods in the country. Almost every house have their own God. Do you think God is happy about that? God created them. Why did God tell Paul not to go there? Because we are the one who will go. That's why God did that. So they will be saved. And so, however, my decision to step out, inclusive my, with my ministry work, has prepared many. He has challenged many. Many have gone out. Now, during that period, one of the things that every one of us learns together is that whatever you devote your heart to, that's what you can get. Whatever you devote your heart to, that. And I said to you that the world system, they say jack of all trades, master of none. But I said in the Bible, the Bible says that I can do what all things through Christ who was strengthens me. So the power of devotion has to do with your mindset. If your mind and your heart, if your heart is devoted, it is because your mind has processed the thought to be devoted. It is in your mind that you process acknowledgement. It is in your mind you process thoughts, what you see, what you hear. It's your mind that process. And whatever you give your mind to believe as a conclusion is what deposits into your heart. For Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the will of God for us is to be devoted. He said to him, therefore, wholehearted devotion, a willing mind. And he says further in that verse 9 of First Chronicles chapter 28. That's what we're just looking at. He says, the Lord searches every heart. There is a scanner in heaven. He knows the heart of everybody. A reader that takes the photograph of your thoughts. Really, it takes the video of your thoughts. And understand every motive behind thoughts. So when you are having, you are setting your heart upon a thing, and you are devoted to something, God knows your motive. We understand from the book of Genesis chapter 11, that if your motive is wrong, God will destroy the end product. If your motive is right, God will empower you to succeed. Hallelujah. 
That's what happened. Everybody who gave their heart to research, you discover all these good things we are using now, came by God's revelation because some people decided that, look, we had enough. This COVID that is happening and virus, uh, coronavirus, we had from one of the doctors yesterday in the church who explained to us the integrity of coronavirus, which debunked all these lies of people who said that some people in America, they plotted it in a, in a, in a laboratory and then they manufactured it in laboratory and then they have intention to use it as antichrist and then they said that uh, they will now introduce the, uh, the vaccine which is going to be cheap. Nonsense. Uneducated bunch. That's why they talk foolishly. <laughs> Doctor helped us to know. The virus has been existing before, before so, so many years. Any one of us was born. Everyone who live on earth today, that virus has been before us. It's part of SARS. Common sense. However, what I want to say is this. Can you imagine if a Christian doctor haven't read about SARS and seen the effect of SARS like influenza, like the cold we have all the time, decided that if COVID-19 was, if COVID-19 will strike the world, how do we deal with it? And that person has set his heart 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 7 years to research and have a discovery or cure because god will have given the cure if you set your heart wholeheartedly to look for it today that covid 19 now happened through the coronavirus we will not have death like this in the world only because one man was who was in who is in the field of medicine or or you know um uh, you know, you know, in the field of researches on virus and stuff, virology and stuff, has separated himself, dedicated himself to reason and wholehearted devotion. He will have invented the cure. Those people who died today will not have died. Let me say this to you. So, your mindset is very instrumental to your devotion. And God is challenging us to change our mindset. Mindset, therefore, is one of the greatest things that God is challenging in us today. Change your mindset as you enter the month of July. He said, for the Lord searches <clears throat> every heart, and he understands motive behind the thoughts. Let your motive be right. Uh, the, one of the um, ministers yesterday was leading you in prayer, said, if in the book of Malachi chapter 3, you know, from verse 9 down to 12, it talks about... Will a man rob God, yet he rob me, build the whole your tithe, bring your whole tithe to my storehouse, that I may be food in my house, and test me with this, if I will not bless, throw the windows of heaven and bless you. And I will destroy the virus in your land. He said, if your intention, your motive for giving your tithe is the promise attached, he said you failed. Because the primary reasons why God commanded Christians to bring tithes and offering to his house is that the maintenance of his house will not suffer. <clears throat> so if your motive for giving God your tithe and bringing an offering to God is not so that your work on earth will not suffer, the motive, God says it. It is that motive that will trigger the blessing. But if your motive when you give offering to God or tithe to God is that I give this, I receive this from God, you fail. Go and look at everybody who did that. They are money doublers. Now, God will not answer you because your motive is wrong. I will get it now. Therefore, God searches your heart and examines your motive. You look at the book of Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. When they started building the Tower of Babel, 
the, the, all the procedure is good. Very good. Let me read from verse 1 of that scripture. Just give me just for a minute. That word. Now the whole world had one language and common speech. Unity of heart and mind. That's what that talks about. Beautiful. You can't achieve anything without it. The next verse says, As men moved eastward, they found China and settled there. The next verse says, They said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stones and tar instead of mortar. That is innovation. Where there is unity, unity is a function of devotion of heart. And you can bring brains together and you can, you can rub minds together. You will always end up in constructive innovation. And it says they said to each other. No, let, let, let me read that again. They said to each other, come let us break bricks and, and, and break them thoroughly. They use bricks instead of mortar. We are still using what their invention is still today. The next verse 4 says, then they said, Come, let us build for ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to heavens, so that we may not so that we may make a name. That is motive. Alright? For ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole land. Now listen to me. You know, this is the motive. They, they discovered good, good um, construction material, and then they decided to build tower. God is not unhappy with tower. I know that there are some people who have said all manners of things. The Bible didn't say about that tower, <laughs> the tower of Babel. Some people said that it is Nimrod. Some people said that it's idol. I don't care about that. I don't know. It's not in the Bible. I don't believe it. Are you with me now? These guys did something good. They set up a, 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 a platform for us today in engineering. They were still using there are so many advantages when you use laterite to build house that you cannot have using ordinary blocks. And these guys found it. It's like when you burn this red brick hole. That's what we see used in England till today. However, you know, their motive was not right because their motive contradicts God's intention. He says that, that so that we will be together, we will not scatter, we will make name. So their motive is self-centered. Their motive is, is contrary to God because God in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he says God said to the man in chapter 1 verse 28, he blessed him and said, be fruitful, fill the earth, subdue it and, and, and take dominion, spread all over the whole world. That's what God said. And this guy said they don't want to spread. So look at what happened in verse 5. He says in verse 5, but the Lord came down to see what the city, to see the city and the tower that the men we are building. <laughs> God came down. Whenever you have a, you know, a devotion, it's in the eyes of God. Because God watches the thoughts. And then the next verse 6 says, which is the main verse. It says, verse 6 please. The Lord said, if as one people, speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be what? impossible for them. God said to you and I, if one people speak the same language and they are devoted to their cause, it is impossible for Satan to stop them. God had given man the ability and God will not stop it. So what did God do? He confused their language. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a master tactician. So he said, come, let us go down <laughs> and confuse their language. So they will not understand each other. And by confusing their language, somebody spoke Bagura from my mother's village. Another one answered in French. He said, you are not, I don't know what you are saying. 
And somebody spoke Queen's English. Another one spoke Patois. So, they were now looking for who speaks my language. And when they found the one who spoke their language, all those people who speak the same language, they carry themselves that we can hear ourselves and they move. The ones who can speak German, they all German, they move. The ones who can speak Latin, all Latin, they moved. You know, all over the world, Hindi and all stuff like that. So that it is that, it's with that God achieved his own intention. Because the motive, the, 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 the plan was good, but the motive was wrong. So, your motive is very, very essential and very, very important. And so God ended up by saying, uh, David ended up by saying, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And I will end you by that chapter, Acts chapter 2, verse 46, 42 to 47. If you look at what David said, <clears throat> it's fulfilled here. <clears throat> it says, 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer, everyone was filled with awe and many signs and wonders, you know, many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles because of devotion. All the believers who are one together and had everything in common, unity that cannot be, be imposed. It is a voluntary unity. It emerges from common purpose. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to everyone. Nobody told them to do that. They did it voluntarily. And then every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They were not, they were not cajoled to come to church. They voluntarily went to church. They heartily, happily went to church. Daily. And then it says, and had everything in common. That is revival. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple court. They broke bread in their homes Every house became a, a, a house fellowship and ate together with gladness of and sincere heart. And then he says, verse 7, 7, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to them, growth, church growth came because church members were devoted in heart and mind to God. So, four pillars of devotion. The teachings of the apostle, read the book of Acts and the epistle very, very well. Fellowship. Don't, don't withdraw from any fellowship because you don't know the fellowship that God will manifest himself. Breaking of bread. Breaking of bread is not something that should be done by clergy like myself alone. When we are in church, it is the job of clergy, but every Christian should break bread in their homes. If you call, come to the Lord's table and you break bread, it's not less holier than the one I will break with you. It is not the man who breaks the bread that, is, that makes the bread substance. It is the table of Jesus. It is, it is the fact that the table is set and the, the Savior is there. And they enjoy favor with all people because God manifested himself in every one of them. <clears throat> because my time is gone, I have to stop here. But by the grace of God next Sunday, we will carry on from here and explore. You will see the result of devotion. To each one, devotion to teaching, what it gives, devotion to fellowship, what it gives, devotion to breaking of bread, what that does, and devotion to prayer, what it does. And we will explore this as we enter the month of July, the month of Revelation. Stand up where you are, and I would like to bless you. I am so happy for the season that we are on earth, 
wise men are still seeking God. And listen to me, who is the wise man? You, who is watching me and listening to me. Now you learn from this scripture that Christianity should not be just church thing. It should be in your house. They met in the church daily and they broke bread in their homes. They had fellowship in their homes. When we explore the Bible, you'll be amazed. And because they did that, life became easier for them. Because of devotion, hearts, and mindsets. Totally love God. Anybody offend them, they let them go. They don't care about it. Because offense is not what we are talking about. We are talking about the whole globe now is in recession. It is some people who will restore, who will invent, who will discover the right way, what to do in every nation to bring back wealth into those nations. And God will raise them. And the people who set their heart to devotion, if you devote yourself to the Lord Jesus now, in the month of July, you will see so many visions and revelations. Direction will come for you. You will see how easy it is for man to succeed. And God will bless your brain and he will bless your mind. Lift up your voice together and let's pray. The prayer we are going to pray is very, very simple. That prayer, you know, also comes from the, 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 the advice of um, David when he advised his son. He said in chapter 22 of Chronicles, verse 5, David said, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced. And the house to be built for the Lord should be a great magnificence and fame and splendor. So if you are giving an inexperienced man what work to do, and you want a boy of 30 who does not have experience in governance, he, does, he has not governed anybody before, he really hasn't governed the family, <laughs> talk less to govern the, the local government and govern the country. And he has to rule the whole country, the most powerful country in the world at that time. No wonder. First Corinthians, uh, First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 12, David told his son the key. May the Lord give you discretion and understanding. When he puts you in, in, the, in command over Israel, whatever position of authority God places in man, you need discretion and understanding. And he says, so that you may keep the laws of God, then you will be, you have success if you can if you are careful to observe the decrees and laws of the Lord your God and say be strong and courageous do not be afraid why when God gives you discretion and understanding he settles it we're going to pray that Lord give me discretion and understanding lift up your voice and begin to pray father in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth as we are moving and progressing into the new month the seventh month of 2020, when there will be new ordination and new beginning, many innovations begin to emerge and arise on earth. God will give solution to the mind of many, and many things will be completed by revelation of heaven. Give us discretion and understanding. Many of us will attain higher position in the works of life. Lord, whatever position that they appoint us, either governmental position, all CEOs or directors of organization or managers, senior manager, whatever manager, various assignments will be given in our reverend for works of life. Grant us discretion, grant us understanding, commensurate to the office. Those of us who are in business, grant us discretion, grant us understanding to take a small business to become a PLC because many PLCs will close down from July and new businesses will rise up in July. Many who are covering their, their fire 
fires now. The fire will burn out and you will see collapse of companies all over the world. From the month of July as we progress. But you will see new initiative imagine, Lord. Give us discretion. Give us understanding. Give us divine discretion. Give us understanding so that we will be among the repairer of bridges that is all devastated. Lord, also give us devotion. Tell the Lord, give me the heart that is devoted to you. Let my mind be delivered from my flesh. Let my mind be devoted to things of God. As God has tear us off the church of God on earth during this lockdown. It has helped Christians to study the Bible, to pray. We have grown deeper. We have grown bigger in God. Tell the Lord, as the lockdown is released from the month of uh, July, don't let my fire go down. Let my fire become a conflagration that my heart will seek you the more. Pray and tell God, my dedication to you will increase. My discipline shall be perfect. Lord, you will be glorified. I will not drop down. I will move higher and higher and higher and higher in tenacity, in dedication, in devotion. Lord, in right mindset, in everything. Right mindset to approach every circumstance of life. A life that will please my God. Father, Lord, such you gave to Solomon that you appeared to him twice. Lord, we receive them by faith. And thank you is done. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Say amen. Now let me bless you. Father, you have told me during this COVID-19, as you began to lead us to dig down and seek your face, you said to me, as you read these scriptures unto your people, because it is prophetic to us what you will do in their lives on earth, And so I say, stretch your hand before the Lord as if you're receiving from someone. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices, all your tithes, all your offerings that you have been given all these years. May he accept your bond offering with joy. May God... The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob give you the desires of your heart. And may ye make your plan succeed. Resources will come for you. The last three days remaining, really two and a half days remaining, in the month of June, the month of science and wonders, resources will come for you from heaven. Innovation and illumination will come into your mind. God will take you from where you are to where he is. You will tread in the road of supernatural. You will fly with the wings of angels. You will be empowered by the Most High so that your plans will succeed. Discouragement will die. With exuberance and joy and jubilation, you will be victorious. You will shout for joy when you are victorious. And you will lift up the banner of the name of the Lord. And finally, may the Lord grant all your requests over your life, over your family, over your husband, your wife, your children, all your requests over your brothers and sisters, your parents and your siblings. May the Lord grant them as you go in the last three days. So the last three days for you of June 2020 shall be days of exponential wonders. The clock of this month will not shut down before all my words are fulfilled. That which I say to you, you will testify on the 1st of July 2020 that the Lord is good. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying with thanksgiving. Shall we say amen together? Amen. We are going to send the fire of God against COVID-19. Especially we turn our 
prayer now into Latin America. We have prayed it over Europe, and death rate has gone down Europe. And in some European countries, like in Ireland, only two people died last week. And here we are getting to single figure, and we are believing God that we will not enter next month with this stuff. We are going to pray, Father, send your fire to the four winds of the earth. Everyone that breathes in air, let them breathe the fire of God. Let the cells of their body be empowered so that they will begin to destroy the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. And those who have COVID-19 will declare healing. We command that power of death be seized from COVID-19. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God and our King will lift up our voices as one unto you who have answered our prayer over the season. We had enough of COVID-19. Send your fire, Holy Spirit, to the four winds of the earth. Let the winds of the earth carry the fire of the Holy Spirit. Burn and destroy every demonic presence, every infirmity and sicknesses. In the name of Jesus, let the fire of God be mingled with the air. When people breathe in the air, let their cells catch fire. Let the cells of their bodies catch fire. Enough antibodies to overthrow COVID-19 and destroy every virus that attacks the lungs of men, that attacks the head of men, that attacks the cells of men. Be consumed with fire in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Those who are the brim of death, we command them to be restored back to life. We pray, Lord, for Latin America. We rebuke you, death, over Latin America. We command the power of death be taken out of COVID-19. And people begin to recover speedily. We want to hear it on the news. That they are recovering in America's Latin and, and North and South America. In India, and we forbid a relapse of COVID-19. It will not relapse in the name of Jesus, right? It will be buried and be buried and be forgotten. In the name of Jesus, we take authority. We thank you, King of Heaven, because it's done. In Jesus' holy and anointed name. Amen. Lord, we pray for the government of nations that at this time, Lord, you will direct their mind to do regulations and policies that will not hinder your work on earth. You will rebuke, you will take out fear that Satan is trying to inflict into the souls of men concerning this ailment. You will, brought, you will, you will send your holy angels to sit in parliaments of nations, in senate of nations, and silence the decisions of the devil. And Holy Spirit take control of the mortal men, so that every decision, governmental decision, will be in line with your will. For you have stretched our hand of mercy. May our government of nations see the hand outstretched. In Jesus' anointed, may every plan and agenda of Satan <coughs> over every family I frustrate. Every agenda of Satan over every nation I frustrate. I want to thank every one of you who have joined us today, either by free conference call or by um, the YouTube or Facebook.